Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, here we go with another episode. Uh, I call it Pod Force One because I am on location at True Move. It's like 105th and Metcalf. This is where I'm doing all my workouts. Besides the stuff I do at home, all the workouts I do, um, I work with uh, Drew, who's been on the podcast a couple times, and Ethan, who we're going to bring in here in a moment. But the update is I'm about a month and a half away from having to either dunk a basketball or pay $1,000. Uh, we did some testing originally. We've done some testing now today and um drew and ethan are here to uh, help me break it down drew we just did yeah. some testing um how did you think it went i think it went well i mean we're gonna have to line up the numbers for you we didn't do that yet but uh it definitely looks like you've shown some improvement and then we showed the jump a little bit right and that definitely I mean, is showing it's weird man I feel like I can jump through the roof, right? Like just walking around or sometimes, you know, cause I'm a weirdo, I'll jump in my house and touch the stairs. So I feel like I can jump a mile, but then it's not quite reflected here. Why do you think that is? I mean, not that it's not, or just, it's all mental at home or I'm only jumping when I'm really, really feeling good about myself at home. What do you think is going on? I don't know. I'm impressed with the way that you're doing what yeah. you're doing. So you, you've, definitely shown more improvement than I think I thought you would at the beginning. So. Well, I think I say it all the time without you and your team here, I wouldn't be anywhere close and it wouldn't even be, it wouldn't even be dramatic. Um, I want to talk to Ethan who uh, will bring him in. He, you've been, let's start with your background first and then we'll talk sure. about all the odd amount of time we've spent together. Um, so what is your official title? Like not here, but like what education do you have? Give me that. Sure. So I had my undergraduate degree in athletic training and I am a certified athletic trainer. On top of that, I have my certification in a certified strength and conditioning specialist wow. uh, coach and also just doctor of physical therapy down okay. in San Antonio. So wow. I did a little bit of athletic training work while I was getting my doctorate in physical therapy in San Antonio helping out with the sports medicine program down there as well as working with a women's football team while I was down there. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So is your goal to, or is it a different track to be a phys, like if you wanted to work with the Royals or the Chiefs, is that a different track? Are you on that route? Is that what you long-term would see? Or do you like this where you're not necessarily dealing with super athletes, but people more like myself? Layman, if you will. Am I lame? Is it layman? You're not a super layman? Athlete? I'm not. I'm not yet. Sure you're a super We're working on that part. <laughs> so, like, is that something you? Is that a completely different type of track to be on? So yes and no. Um, it's a different track as far as the career positions go. Where I'm at now, I can affect more people this way. I can work with not only athletes, but athletes and your everyday right. weekend warrior type people as well. Um, to get into professional sports, a lot of it is building up that years of experience. So right. you want to get in from the ground up and work up to and that. stay in it. Exactly. Right. Um, right. But no, with this job in particular, working in this type of setting, I feel like I'm able to reach a wide, mm. wider number of people 
sure. and not be tied down to one team specifically. Let me ask you this. When you say I'm a physical therapist or you tell somebody what do you do, what you do for a living, what is the biggest misperception of what people think you do? You know what I mean? Like um, yeah. what do people assume that may end up being wrong often? So I get it a lot, both with athletic training and physical therapy. They're like, oh, so you're the people yelling at someone to finish their exercises or oh, pushing right. them to do that. And it's, it's not, not that at all. No. <laughs> so they think you're a, like a personal trainer from a Gold's Gym. Exactly. Yeah. Which you kind of are with me, but not really. Yeah. It's not just let's make your muscles bigger. It's, that's the thing about what you guys have done. Because even if at my best, if I was going to try to do this dunk, I would have gone and done a bunch of calf raises. I would have done a bunch of squats. But, okay, let's make it about me again. Uh, Ethan, talk about what we found out about me and how that was different, what we did, than it would have been if I was just at the gym myself. Sure. So originally when Drew evaluated you at the beginning, we found some limitations in both your hip and your ankle range of motion. And without that range of motion, you'd have a decreased ability to load into your legs and actually produce the amount of force and power you need to complete this dunk jump right, that you're working right. towards. So if you would have just went and started strengthening and not worked on that range of motion, it wouldn't have done you any good, essentially. Right. It'd be like getting a thicker rubber band, but the rubber band doesn't stretch to load up energy. So you had to work on that first and then specify where which muscles were weaker and which right. ones need more tension than others to get you a good solid base to See, do this jump. That's what I wouldn't have done. I wouldn't have known any of that, right? right. The mobility stuff. Right. And I think you hit on kind of going back to the question you asked Ethan about mis misperceptions of what physical therapy is. I think historically we're looked at as you tear your ACL, you go to rehab, you get rehabbed, you go, you're done. Yeah. Um, whereas I personally, and I'm biased, of course, feel like we have a much wider range in terms of assessing people prior to injury, um, figuring out what they need to do to improve their performance, um, but also prevent injury. And that's right. exactly what we did. You didn't come in with an injury. You came in with a goal. Right. And so we found out, well, what's limiting you from the goal? Address those limitations so you have the capability um, and build off of that. And I think really that's where we um, could have the greatest effect. And, and what we have to do is teach people to be um, to understand that and come to us as like their primary care of movement or musculoskeletal. Right. No, you're right. right I, to us. Outside of knowing you, the only time I would have ever gone to physical therapy is if I would have had a hip replacement or blown out a knee. Right. Right. So, and it makes now that I've been coming here so much, I get it. How are we and you specifically going to change that paradigm in America? Right. Because now it's all about treating the ill or the injured right? And everybody knows, oh, I should eat better and I should work out some. And some people are like, I walk twice a day or I walk three times a week. How, how, how do you switch that? Right. Well, we're, we're working really hard. I mean, we went as far as changing the name of the company to t try to right. address that. I mean, cause it is a huge misconception. I mean, I've known you for quite a few years right. now. And even, even after all this and after going through this, you give me a call a couple months ago saying <laughs> I need to go to the ER or I need to go to the doctor because my, I must have a tumor in my neck. And it was, it was muscular. It was a right. muscle strain that you just got a little overexcited about, I guess. It really hurt. 
Right, but if you had not known me, you would right. have ended up in the ER or right. something. Um, no, I certainly would have gone to my regular doctor. And if he would have known, let's just say that he would have known that it was a muscle thing. He would have given me muscle relaxers, right? Maybe some painkillers. Mm-hmm. And we know in the worst case scenario how that can end up. But that that doesn't necessarily... Uh, delays coming to us. And right. the, really the thing is the sooner you can get to us, the quicker we can resolve because the body does the healing. We just have to give it the right opportunity to heal and going through the medications and the x-rays and MRIs and delaying until you can see specialists that now you're a chronic pain patient. You're not an acute patient. It takes longer to treat. Meaning let's say, because we know we have a mutual friend that had his hip replaced. So do you think that it started going bad and he just waited until it was almost too late? Yeah. You're saying that what needs to happen is people go, Oh, my hip doesn't feel right when I walk upstairs in the morning. Well, even before that, I think we need to start having the perspective that you need to come in and get assessment every once in a while, just like you would to the dentist. Right. You go to the dentist every six months, not because you have cavities every six right. months, but you go in to get a checkup. Right. And then you get activities or things you're supposed to do, brush your teeth and floss yeah. and all that sort of stuff that you're supposed to do for your teeth so you don't have cavities. Right. We don't do the same thing for our no, bodies. You're we do the so same right. thing for our cars, our computers, right. our teeth and, and every, our house and everything else. But, but not but our when whole When it comes health. to our physical body, really the right. most important thing, we don't do that. It's so true. You said it before about the car. You take your car every once in a while, right, for an oil change or the tires and sometimes, right, but you don't do that with your body. Right. And why? I, why is that? I, why? Where we Ethan? place our value. I don't know. <laughs> why is that? It's just where we're, we seem to be more reactive right. than proactive. When it's it what we're taught. It's because the insurance, the way the right. insurance is designed is we're taught to be reactive because they'll only pay for reactive. And we right. think that insurance is supposed to pay for our health care. Right. We'll go to the gym, but that's not that's not treating things that are limiting you that's working around and getting things that you can do stronger you tend to focus on your strengths and not work on your on your weaknesses right um but with our cars we you know have maintenance reports to come up now cars today's mine yells at me if i haven't had the the tires rotated every so often or an engine light comes on right right what is my body's engine light though like Pain is your engine yeah. light, but by then it's even a little too far. I mean, we want to try to catch it before that, but so we, you're we saying, ignore our pain. I mean, we say it, it's an inconvenience and it will right. heal itself until it becomes limiting. We don't want it to become right. Limiting. So let me ask you this: then your ideal scenario for the health of everybody, and and for lack of a better term, culture would be every six months, like we go to the dentist, we go to some sort of physical therapist where they would check us. No, good, because like today we did some stretches just to see where I was compared to, but you, you're saying that we would do that just with everybody every so often. Right. And then I come in the next six months and go, you go, Oh, all of a sudden I'm noticing you can't bend that far. Right. And that's happened. at the minimum. And that's actually one of the th- things we've changed is we actually have a screening tool that we use, um, that we want people and everybody for free come in every six months and get an assessment. Um, and then it will produce activities for them to do that's based off of their limitations and strengths. And, and every six months come and do that. And that should right. be the minimum that we should do. And then we have people that come in and weekly, every other week, um, they get maintenance work done where they're, yeah. we're helping them work on their limitations. Um, and that kind of depends on the person and how well they do in their homework. And well, right, as well. right. Do you think doctors would suggest the same thing, but don't 
I mean, obviously we go for a health checkup every once in a while, a physical every couple of years, right? It's kind of the same deal, mm -hmm. but why doesn't it necessarily produce the same results? Well, first off, when was the last time you went to your physical? Uh, I mean, I know I haven't. I uh, know. No, I haven't you, gone that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's, we it, don't take care of ourselves. It's an inconvenience, right? Right. right. But doctors would suggest it probably. Oh, for sure. But so why doesn't that happen? It's, we've got to change the way that right. we think about our body and, and health. And, right. and I think it's, you know, we spend, spend so much time trying to save money on our health by ignoring certain things and, and working mm -hmm. so hard. And then as we get old enough that it becomes a problem, then we're trying to spend all this money to try to restore our health. Well, why don't we spend some money along the way and spend some time along the way to keep ourselves healthy so right. we're not overspending as we get older. Yeah. And you're right about not being reactive, but proactive. Mm -hmm. But everybody knows, like, I could go to the gym. Right, but it's different. It's not the same thing. It's not. No, going to the gym is like, is like practice. You're going, you're going or racing your car. You, you know, if, right. uh, going to race, race a car on a um, speedway or something like that. It's practice to race the car. We're the maintenance tool. We're going in and, and updating the software and right, um, changing out some parts and fixing some things that need to be addressed so you can perform at your best. At the gym, at the gym and then doing the activities that you love to do. Right. Where do you think you guys see a lot of injuries post whatever it is, post injury, post operation. Where do you think people um, just generally lack the most health? Is it backs? Is it legs? I know my, because my wife um, teaches yoga, she talks about um, be, people de being non-flexible and how many other problems that causes like tight hamstrings and lower back pain and how all that's connected. What do you guys think just as a general basic wide brush on everybody? Where do you think we as Americans lack health the most? Well, movement related, we talk about our big drivers of the body. We talk about the thoracic spine, the hips, the feet and ankles and the eyes uh, as the big bullies of the body. The, the, the ones that if you have a limitation in there, they're not necessarily going to display the areas of the pain of pain. They'll shoot it off to one of the other joints. So most of the treatments we see are shoulder pain, neck pain, low back pain, knee pain. And those are the ones that tend to get the, get the beating from, from the bigger areas. So, um, when we address things, we do areas that are limited and not areas that are painful necessarily because, um, because that's just where the most limitations are and they become hidden. So, so talk to me about the ankle thing. You're saying if it's limited in the ankle, where does that reflect? Well, a lot of times that's a knee. If you can't, oh. if you can't bend the ankle enough, something's got to make up the difference. And so the knee tends to take on more stress because it's just a transition joint. It's a, a joint that transitions force up and down. Um, and so if the ankles or the hip is limiting in some way, it's going to say, well, well, I'm not going to do it. So guess what? Knee, you're going to have to right. do it. And it's not designed to do it. Right. And so then it creates pain. And well, see, and that's where, again, just generally speaking, if I went to a doctor with a knee pain, he would look at my knee. A doctor typically probably isn't going to make that connection, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's and what an not, insurance wants you to do too, is look right. at the area of pain. So. Right. And I'm not banging on doctors. Obviously, I respect and I'm glad we have all that. I just think you're right. Where And they seem to be so overworked. It's just, mm -hmm. let me ask you about this. Okay. So, Ethan, when I made this bet, October 2nd of last year, I obviously made a, uh, a misevaluation of my body, Right. Like, I don't even know why I did it. I've always wanted to dunk, but I made, I don't know, a bad choice because do you think that's because people can't evaluate physically where they are in a realistic manner? 
I think that's a good assumption. I think a lot of times people don't realize where they're at physically, where their abilities are. Because so, if you're not testing yourself on a daily basis, if you're not on that elite athlete level or pushing yourself every day, you're not going to necessarily know right. exactly where you're at. You may have a general idea if you do you know, stuff here and there. You don't have a full idea. So um, I've talked to the um, Andrea Hootie. Uh, who is the strength and conditioning coach for KU men's basketball. Uh, I went back and forth with the Royals strength and conditioning guy a little bit. And it sounded like they both thought my age was probably the biggest factor. Why? I mean, obviously our body, obviously it degrades over time. Correct. Right. But like, am I that old? Well, it's also how you've taken care of yourself during that amount of time. Right. Like it's, you you're you started in the last year really doing a good job of taking care of your right, body. Right. If you had been able to dunk when you were younger and you really worked at it and maintained it and continued the level that you are, you know, it'd be a lot easier for you to be able to dunk right now. Is it possible that no matter what workouts we do and no matter what happened, I was just age is too much of a hump to get over? Is that possible? I think you could I think you could do it. Really? I think you'd outdo your age at this level. It's not like you're walking around in a walker quite right, yet. You know, right. You you still are, are moving and shaking pretty good. Right. Um and you've been able to work I mean, the level of improvement that um people will see is pretty yeah. significant. Yeah. And, um Yeah, I think you have the capability to potentially do it now more than what I thought at the beginning of this really? whole thing. I mean, I really think that you've you've shown um, I can't say in the last year because the first three months were yeah. not so impressive, but the, after that, <laughs> um, I think you got yourself in gear a little bit. So what have we done, Ethan? You would be able to speak better than I can about some of the stuff we've really focused on. You talk about the mobility in my ankle, but if somebody happens to be listening to this podcast and they want to dunk, obviously the testing and let's see where we're at and how we're going to prove and find out what areas you need to specific. But what have we, what are some of the exercises that we've really done to push myself up? Sure. Yeah. So we've been working a lot on power and force production through those legs. So you're able to push yourself up off the ground. So as far as first, you know, focus on getting that mobility back. So you're able to load into the full range of motion in a way that's not going to put too much stress on your other joints but then also just working on your big force-producing muscles, your quads, your glutes, your calves. Those are all going to be ones that are really going to help you explode up off the ground, doing a lot of single-leg isolating exercises, Um, you know, your favorite kind. (laughs) (laughs) So we've done a lot of – talk to me about um, the BOSU ball. What is that called? That's the company name, right? The BOSU thing? It's the brand? Mm -hmm. What is that called just in general if I was going to search it? Is there a name for it? You call it the BOSU ball. But it's like, um, it's one of the uh, support balls that you see people sitting on at work, right? One of those. Those But it's half of it. Yes. But it's half of it. Correct. So I'm like, just last time I worked out, I was doing one leg jumps on and off of it. Why? Like, what specifically do I gain there? So that's actually working on proprioceptive cells that are within your muscles that kind of get lost me and proprioceptive (laughs) sensor cells in there that are going to react right 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 of the muscles so when you're landing on there they have to react to that unstable surface and it's kind of using bring in your nervous system to help produce more force through those muscles that way so training the nervous system to help get those muscles firing that's what the, that's what that's interesting because that's what uh, andrea from ku had said she was like it's that quick motion too it's not just about being strong yeah you it's, gotta be able to it's quick and having as many 
components of your body at the party as possible. So right. we need to teach all the muscles and all the tissues to respond in all different directions to be prepared for whatever you need to do. Right. Um, as opposed to just saying, hey, calves, let's just help. Right. Let's just be strong. Here. Right. Right. I got to say, too, man, um, you know, the other thing about being here and tell me I'm wrong. Please feel free. I don't think you hold back, true, but <laughs> tell me I'm wrong. The attitude at a physical therapy location seems to be so much happier than at a hospital when you're talking about, right? Because nobody, or at mm -hmm. a doctor's office, because again, it's that reactive, you know, and the gains here, they seem like they're seen immediately, right? Do you feel like that with your, with your uh, patients? I mean, I know it takes several times, but it feels so much different than here's a prescription. Let's see what happens. Well, you know? we'd also have the added benefit that physicians don't necessarily have, or we get to know you over a long period of time and we see you more than, you know, once every six months or we get right. to know our, our clients, our patients and whomever comes in here on a personal level um, and know not only their physical, but kind of how they're emotionally work on things and everything. So uh, yeah, it becomes, you know, you hope that the place you're going has a nice welcoming environment. Yeah. And, um, because it is important and, and you need to believe that you can do what you want to be able to do again right. as, as much as we need to know. So like to say, Brady, can you dunk again? I'm going to go, heck yeah, you can. Because I mean, the mental aspect of it, it's not just the physical, it's the mental and you need to believe that you can, you can do it. But how um, do you balance that versus, I mean, you have to be realistic. I mean, right. if you're a four foot two, you know, right. it's, it's not going to be, that's possible. the problem, right? It's going to be dramatic at the end. I, oh, yeah. right. But how do I balance realistic without being negative to have a negative impact on myself, but also realistic so that if it doesn't happen, I'm not. Well, we talked, we just talked about this this weekend about you, um, the emotional component of being done with this whole process right. and how you've got really gotten yourself involved in it yeah. and really taking it seriously. And, and just whether you do it or not, you're going to be a little sad that oh, it's over with. It's going to be depressing. Yeah. Yeah. Even, so. I mean, I mean, you've really accomplished something and we can talk right. at another date about all the stuff, you know, all yeah. that, but, um, you've convinced yourself. And even if you don't do it, I mean, I think the, what you've done over the last several yeah. months is going to be credited. Oh, enough, so the benefit here, but I go back to the, the hospital question. I, maybe it's a testament. Maybe it's a testament drew to your hiring, but the attitude around here is so good and so positive that I feel like that's a big help. Not just to me, but obviously there's everybody around here, the, the patients and the, the, the vibe is just good. Yeah. And you know what I mean? And, well, thank and you. the positive attitude and the support that I feel and everybody's kind of chipper and kind of nice, but super professional. Just ride that line very well. Well, we have, I mean, I, don't, I can't speak for Ethan necessarily, but I'm pretty sure he feels the same. Like the job that we have is pretty satisfying because we get to see people improve and and, right. and we get to see them over like we said over time but we get to get them back walking back moving back doing what they enjoy doing and right. we can see that improvement from day to day right um and so it's it's pretty satisfying there's plenty of medical field you know professions that don't have that benefit I mean, right you know just think of a lot of cancer patients that's not right. i mean we're really, I think, blessed in what we do to yeah. be able to, to see that. Right. So when we started this thing, I, I haven't just gone through changes, but originally, I think even in the first podcast, it was sport and spine. Now it's true move. And you had the one level, 
of, uh, you know, physical therapy, post injury and all that. Now, where are we at? Because I know there were several phases. Yeah, we're still working. I mean, it's a long process yeah. to change the company. I mean, I've been doing it now. The, the plan has been almost two years in the making to do what we're doing. Um, and we want to do it right. Um, but mm-hmm. we have, you know, the reactive insurance-based one that we're, we continue to do the best, best that we can under insurance world. Um, but we're building stuff that allows what we've been talking about, allows yeah. you to do what you want to do as the client, reach your goals. And so we have... Um, both the the proactive preventative for both individual corporations, all all mm-hmm. levels. We're just trying to reach and have an impact on as many people as we possibly can through what we know, movement. Um, and, and that's really our goal and our passion. And so lots of things to come in true move world. Yeah, um, but good. We're doing it right, so we're taking our time. You're taking a subpar athlete to maybe making me a barely subpar athlete, just barely under. So, Ethan, real quick, uh, I see a lot on Facebook Instagram and online true move is teasing a one movement that you should be doing every day. Will you spoil yes. that? So I don't have to sign up. I don't think I can do that. You that can't. Spo- say, that Isn't there one? Mo- <laughs> <laughs> There's gotta, one movement. Gotta get on. We've got, a, okay. like I said, we've got a lot of things coming and, and our goal is to educate and, yeah. um, and we're going to give a lot and provide a lot. And so you need to connect and yeah. um, connect with us. And that's our goal. Find them online. Obviously, you found this, so I assume you already know. T-R-U-M-O-V-E across all social channels. That's the website too, right? TrueMoveKC.com. TrueMove, T-R-U-E-M-O-V-E-K-C. T-R-U-M-O-V-E-K-C. Did I misspell it again? KC.com. Okay. We'll figure yeah. it out here. TrueMoveKC.com is the website, and all these links will be all, all over the place. Again, I, I say it as much as I can. Without you guys, I would have no chance. And Drew... And I go back. Ethan and I don't. And we just started working together. And he's been so gracious with his time, with his knowledge, with his help. With He's been patient with me. There are days where I could probably give a little bit more. where I Because some of this stuff hurts and I'm lazy and I don't like it. But Ethan has been nothing but gracious. Dude, I just can't thank you enough. So thank you. Let me say um, it's been a pleasure. It's been awesome. You've been uh, a lot of fun to work with. And, and I know you're, uh, you're really been, uh, been very cool to work with drew. Thank you again. Always. So, um, give me odds right now. So today is whatever, August 8th or something like that. So we have just about, we'll call it two month mark. We just did what some did we testing. Say, what did we say the first time was like one in a hundred. Yeah. Odds, something like that. Odds. What do you Cut give me? Half. Cut down one in half. fifty. I think what you a- might shock the world a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I know, Ethan. Close. It is going to be close, right? Yeah. I mean, I still don't. I still probably wouldn't make the bet again if somebody was like, "All right, put an extra thousand on it." But it's going to be dramatic, don't you think? Uh, yeah, it's definitely going to be close. Um, your odds have improved dramatically since the beginning. I would say. Here's my other question: Do we do it in front of an audience? Now, I don't know why I'm saying we, it's like you guys aren't, but like, do you think the nerves would hurt me because of the audience or do you think the adrenaline would help? What do you think? What's your gut say, Ethan? I mean, I think it could go either way. Uh, Depends on kind of your motivation, your drive behind it. Right, how I react. Exactly. I think uh, knowing you and knowing how you like the show, (laughs) I think having people there will help. It might help, right? Drew and Ethan, thank you. That was uh, the latest episode of BG Dunks 2018, available on radio.com.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.